Welcome to Transparency with Diana B, a podcast from wealthmanagement.com focused on advisors' personal well-being and healing. In this podcast, we explore some of the deepest struggles and hardships that many advisors face and bring these issues out into the open so that others may find healing. Join us for this journey where we explore ways to overcome the stresses and anxieties as Diana draws from years of expertise and guest experts to manage the personal challenges of advisors. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Transparency with Diana B, a podcast by WealthManagement.com. My name is Diana Britton, and I'm the managing editor of WealthManagement.com. For those of you who are new to the podcast, each episode focuses on a personal development issue facing financial advisors. Guests join me to talk about their own experiences dealing with a struggle and their path to healing. My guest today is Hoichin Chen. She's a certified financial planner and owner of Pavlov Financial Planning. Hoichin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So I know while the DC region is typically her home base, she's been in St. Lucia, an island in the Caribbean for about a year. Her husband was sent there through his job with the US government. Uh, this podcast is gonna be a little different from others I've done because we're gonna talk about the coronavirus and how the spread of this pandemic is impacting the lives of financial advisors. So we've all been impacted by COVID-19 in some ways, although you know some folks have been impacted more than others. It's upended lives, it's caused most non-essential businesses and even cultural institutions to shudder. I never thought I'd see Broadway close, but uh, it's caused millions in the US to lose their jobs, unemployment claims are climbing every day. For those who haven't lost their jobs, it's resulted in a new way, a, a new normal for uh, of working from home. Many while also taking care of kids whose schools are shut down. Panic buying has caused shortages of food and much needed medical supplies. It's just completely, you know, it, it's, a, it's a completely chaotic time right now for, for all of us, including me. I'm at home in my basement right now working from home, my kids are here, so you may hear them in the background. It's just the, the way things are right now. But you know, advisors, of course, are not immune to the effects that are going on around us. So Hoichin, I wanted you to tell me a little bit about the roller coaster ride that you and your husband have been on over the last few months. Uh, sure, I, I guess for me, the COVID-19 actually, escalated not as quickly as some people might feel in the US. Um, I, I'm originally from Taiwan, so my family was impacted um, very early on being right next to China and having the news coming out with a SARS-like virus. Mm. So the um, so basically my mind has been on this <laughs> since January. So for, for me, it's a long three months already. Yeah, you're yeah. a little ahead of us. In <laughs> Yeah, in panic mode. Yeah, um, I think also because of that, um, it it helped me gain a little bit of perspective um, instead of sort of being directly thrown into a very short timeline. My timeline timeline is slightly longer. Um, mm -hmm. We have our own sort of roller coaster uh, ride in, I guess, in March. <laughs> so basically, just last couple weeks 
my husband's employer, basically right before, I, I guess if, you know, since the timeline is so short, and the couple of weeks ago, that's when the State Department announced uh, the high um, warning, the highest level of warning telling all U.S. citizens overseas to go home, mm. uh, otherwise shelter in place. So uh, right around that time, my husband's employer, uh, the government, like his program sent all the volunteers home. Mm. And so basically at that point, we're at the, because we're not, uh, we're under chief of mission at the embassy. So it's up to the embassy to decide whether uh, it's an ordered departure or authorized departure. Mm-hmm. So we never went on to authorized departure, uh, sorry, order departure, meaning you can choose to go or not. Okay. And basically within that few days um, where we are, the uh, St. Lucia closed its border from uh, incoming passenger flights. It basically also means that, you know, there's no flights out since right. there's no um, sort of national uh, airline carrier. Yeah, so and seeing, then things escalated from... A few days later, it turns into a partial lockdown, you know, essential uh, services only, but you could still go get groceries. And that's when I talked to you last. Mm-hmm. And then just, I guess, two days ago, um, because there are now community transmission that they wasn't able to trace the, the source okay. of how some people got sick. So they went into a 24-hour curfew. So even grocery stores are now not allowed to open. Wow. So, I mean, that's even more, uh, I mean, I guess, what is a 24 hour lockdown exactly? I mean, you just, you can't leave, nobody can leave their homes at all, or, cause that sounds mm-hmm. more severe than what's going on here in, in the U S. Yes. So I haven't heard many countries going to it, although several Caribbean islands have, because I think that's, you know, a smaller population. Um, mm. Basically the directive is, do not go out outside of your yard, cannot go to your neighbors. And all, all the businesses are shut down, so there's no business to go to. Um, only people with uh, permits are able to be on the road. So people are uh, police, firefighters, medical workers, things like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And what about getting food and things that you need? Uh, medical prescriptions or yeah so that that was a huge um the 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 news actually came sort of later in the evening so i think there are um you know residents in the country are sort of caught off guard not necessarily because they don't see that coming but more perhaps you know due to financial situation they weren't able to stock up quickly Mm. anyway yeah so yeah so i have read um there are definitely people getting affected so that uh, government actually um, came up with like a, a quick reprieve <laughs> for them mm. to like today actually so like allowing some neighborhood store to open a few hours so people can get you know bread and things like that yeah wow have they said how long they're going to keep that in place or it's just unknown at this time uh, supposed to go to April 7th, so a week. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how did you feel? Because you guys were sort of sheltering in place before there was the order to go back to the U.S. And then all of a sudden there, were the, there was that order to go and you guys were packing up. 
and getting ready to leave, right? And then, mm-hmm. and then it was the borders closed. So you were back to sheltering in place and having to stock up on, you mm-hmm. know, essentials, right? Um, yeah. Tell us about how you felt during that time when you're going from sheltering in place to leaving and back again. And now, you know, with this new development as well. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> the I guess the financial planner in me just feel annoyed. <laughs> I, can't, I can't plan for it. Like th- those are basically, yeah, having to basically leave on evacuation orders versus, you know, having to stock up so you can stay at home for weeks on end are two very different, you know, ways you have to be, pre- be prepared for. It's, yeah. It's basically exact opposite. And when you have to prepare for both, it's kind of like, it just makes you kind of get crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, if I do this, that's the exactly opposite of doing the other thing. Um, but, you know, it, it gets done <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Um, we, we do have um, enough, uh, I guess, food perishables to last us for a while, even with the, the shutdown. So but we also have our bags packed still mm. um so if there i don't i don't see an order coming to you know immediately evacuate any point i just you know but you know there's also the possibility that if you do get sick then you might need to get medically evacuated so. mm. you know having the fact that you have a bag packed is that part of being a financial planner in a way, because, you know, that's part of your job is to help clients plan for emergencies and to have a backup uh, plan. And um, is, is that part, I mean, does that sort of play into being a financial planner is having that bag packed and ready to go uh, whenever you need to? I would say it's probably more of a um, working for US government overseas training. Okay. Um, they always talked about a go bag. Um, and if you talk to, you know, military families and foreign service families, they're all very familiar with that concept. Um, sure. You know, just imagine that, you know, the people who got evacuated, like all the people got evacuated from China and they only can bring, you know, the essentials with them. So it's the same concept. Um, but I think because of that training, I do also, and also a lot of my clients have the same, you know, situation uh, like we do, you know, working for U.S. governments abroad. Yeah, many of my clients, uh, either through working with me or, or through their own life circumstances, do have more of a sense of prepping for, not necessarily prepping for emergency, but just really have the mindset of being able to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, when a huge change such suddenly struck you. And I think um, when I was thinking about it the other day, um, that's really one you know blessing, uh, I guess, going into that kind of huge situation that you know I am more or less having lived that kind of uh, life that having be needing to be prepared uh, on a constant basis. Yeah. And I mean, unlock, uh, sorry, excuse me, unlike a lot of other folks in the US, uh, you've been following this virus for a long time now. And, uh, you know, with with your family being in Taiwan, tell us about that. And, you know, sort of how is that? How do you think that that sort of helped you to deal with the stress of the situation, you know, sort of being 
in it for a, a long time now? I think the one of the um, the positive side of having, like I said earlier, having you know, see kind of like seeing this train coming from further away um, mm. is that you know you sort of see how other people um, are responding to it and different ways of responding to it. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this uh, when we talked last time, but you know, I, I, we were actually posted in China. Uh, up until about a year ago so we still oh, have wow. friends and acquaintances there mm. and so when it first happened you you sort of get a sense of you know the urgency there mm. and then in Taiwan there's also a sense of urgency um, when SARS happened in Taiwan I was in um, college and I remember things being cancelled and taking things seriously mm. so and Basically, my the information I'm I've gotten since January is that you need to, you know, not take it as something that will go away quickly. Mm. <laughs> that because you've been following it for a while, you know that um, things escalate. Not necessarily, it will just escalate quickly and then disappear quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So having seeing a more sort of like a timeline and how um, different governments or different individuals being dealing with this in their day-to-day life actually also give me hope right because the um, now in China uh, many of our friends are not necessarily going back to normal but they're sort of like getting out of the complete lockdown mode mm-hmm. so you can sort of of, of course there are a lot of discussions on like maybe there will be a second wave but at least you're seeing the response of how you can get out. Yeah. Also in, in Taiwan, um, the, but the government took it very seriously in the very beginning. So there's, there actually still at a stage where there's not widespread community mm. uh, spread. Every, most of the cases are still being caught uh, at port of entry. And, and people are still living a normal life, like kids are still going to school. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you can see like very different responses and um, knowing there's a way forward instead of being caught in a panic mode just because things are you know, going really badly locally. Yeah, I think for me, I've been, you know, when I first started hearing about it in, you know, February, I was like, thinking this is going to be, this is overblown. It's not going to get bad. Uh, and then it, it went from zero to 60 real, real mm-hmm. fast. And, mm-hmm. you know, our life was completely turned upside down. But mm-hmm. I, I think like, you know, having the perspective that you had in seeing how other people had dealt with it, how it was impacting real lives overseas um, was a good perspective to have mm-hmm. to deal with it yourself as it escalates. I mean, other ways that you're sort of coping and dealing with the stress. I mean, we all sort of have our, you know, our things, right. That bring us a mm-hmm. uh, little happiness. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's like lighting a candle. Yeah. <laughs> that smells good. I mean, it's just like little things, but yeah. you know, how are you coping, how are you dealing with uh, the stress of the situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so um, I guess a little bit of background, I've been running my uh, practice, well, I guess since I'm overseas, you can tell I work from home <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I've been doing so for uh, over five years. 
so through that, you know, have developed really over time developed a mindset and routine that I really need to do what's most important to me Mm. uh, at the very beginning of the day. (laughs) Otherwise, it's like priorities, right? Like otherwise, you will feel like won't get done, or yeah, yeah, you won't get done, or you will just um, because your your workspace and your living space the same. It's very easy to jump directly into work or caring about you know client stuff without thinking about yourself first mm-hmm. um, absolutely yeah so what I did de- sort of a small routine that I developed was always do what I think is important in the morning or like the first thing right so basically since all this COVID-19 things went down those haven't changed and actually developed a little bit more you know always exercise the first thing and and talk to my family in Taiwan and the the time zone actually match ups as well because for them it's in the evening and it's sort of like the best time for me to talk to them is my sort of early in the morning Mm. so exercise and you know being connected with people far away (laughs) yeah and you know before uh, I guess before the lockdown like my other routine is like making lunch for my husband so he can take it to work Mm. so it's like kind of like it's like the important things that I get done. So maybe sometimes I don't get to really get to client work until much later for some people. And, you know, it may be like 10 or 11 and some people think, oh, you don't start work until 10 or 11. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but for me, because I've already done what I think is the most important things in my life, I can be more focused and have my time more uh, bunched up to be um, very efficient. Yeah, definitely. That's a good strategy. What, um, how has the conditions changed in terms of how you serve your clients or how you run your practice? Has it affected that at all? I know you already were working from home for many years, but anything in terms of how you're working with clients changed since this happened? Not, not the day to day. Um, I think just for many people as well, you feel like the march is very long <laughs> because you feel like there's yeah. always new things. And I think as, you know, planners, we're in sort of the, the position to care, sometimes even care before the clients know what's coming. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, get, and given all the new information that's coming out, especially with the, the CARES Act and um, all the, you know, reprieve for for your clients I feel like there there was more of on my part I feel like I need to have more close connection or close closer communication uh, with clients Um, sure even though sometimes they don't necessarily need it (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I think it's also a balancing thing act you know Um, for me uh, I never go too directly into you know uh, n- not very many of, of my clients uh, was sort of like too much in a panic mode when the market started dropping, um, started dropping in February. But there are also sort of clients were more eager <laughs> because the, the market is dropping. It's like, oh, we should go ahead and invest everything right now. <laughs> yeah. And without thinking about, well, why if you don't have a job, you know, after two weeks because uh, the, the new lockdown down measures and things like that. Mm. Um, so I think it's, one thing I've been doing more is also try to anticipate um, a little bit more 
Mm-hmm. Uh, for clients, but not necessarily trying to be alarmist and sort of like trying to alert clients when it's not necessary, but sort of like being there uh, mentally a little bit before the clients might be thinking about what's wrong. Also, like for example, in February, because I've been following since the situation since January. Mm-hmm. In February, when the market tank, what what I uh, send out to the clients, it's not oh, don't worry about the market. I actually tell them that when you just start thinking about what happens when you kids cannot go to school mm. and what happens if you lose your job you know like making sure emergency funds still at what we talked about or even more but beyond that don't worry about having to stop you know your 401k contributions and th- things like that um, and even start to you know bring your own pen if you need to sign credit card receipts right yeah and like all those things like i started knowing since january because mm. all the um because because uh people already prepare for that in asia and perhaps not as much in the us yeah i mean there's there's definitely a balance there and you know it is it is impacting already real real lives and real people I was just talking to my neighbor today and she lost her job mm-hmm. um, and it's quickly taking, uh, taking effect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, has, I, I'm just wondering, has it taken any sort of, uh, um, it, has it impacted your business at all? Like profitability or revenues that you're bringing in? I mean, obviously I imagine some of your uh, revenues are, are AUM based or, you know, based on the market appreciation and we're seeing some dip there. I actually don't do AUM. Okay. <laughs> so my fees are, uh, my income actually not impacted other than I, I do offer, because this, this you know, crazy time, um, I do have clients that are uh, either let go or like furloughed or yeah. um, you know, their business income drastically reduced. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm offering these clients to temporarily stop their ta- uh, payments, but I'm mm-hmm. still, you know, keeping them in the loop to, you know, making sure they're, you know, getting the, you know, the help they need from CARES Act and everything. So perhaps just impact only a few clients get impacted so far. So the income hasn't been, you know, drastically impacted for me. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's good that you're still there for them and helping them through this. Um, any other advice for financial planners who are struggling with with the stress uh, during this time? Any anything else that you'd like to tell others that are in similar situations? I think one thing I've been trying to or project or bring to you know people around me, whether you know my clients or you know family, is really be able to pulse Mm. even sort of feel like the freight train is running us over i think a lot of people because because the 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 collective uh atmosphere there is a sense of oh i need to do this now Mm -hmm. either you know go to grocery store (laughs) um maybe it's true you do but um sell my investments, invest more, you know, on the other end, immediately 
apply for loans, I immediately cut certain spending, even though it's very much needed. Mm. Um, I think there is a lot of that anxiousness and that translate into wanting to act immediately when when you feel like there's something you can do. Yes. And what I've been trying to do is not telling people not to do that, but sort of like projecting more of a, yes, those things are important, but even if you wait for another day to do it, it's probably okay. Yeah. Take and, a or, yeah, okay, or, or wait for a week. Not not to say that things will definitely get better because you waited, but more, I think a lot of those actions, when you really think about it. In, the major yeah, reactions, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's more like you want, you feel like maybe you do it, it will make you feel better. But mm-hmm. even if you do it immediately, it doesn't necessarily make you feel better. <laughs> so how I... When, when I get anxious like that, when I feel like, especially, you know, thinking about client situations, like, oh, I should tell them this, 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 this. <laughs> and what I would do is when I notice that I'm getting into that kind of situation, I will mentally have a picture of, I have a box and I will put all of those things in and close the box. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Christian, so, you know, in my mind, I'm, you know, I'm praying and like, this is, you know, I'm, I'm merely human. I cannot solve all these things hmm. and only God can. I give this to God and that will immediately calm me down. And so for, you know, if you don't have faith or you don't, you don't believe in that kind of thing, but it was, I think it was still helpful if you can take a moment, like you said, to breathe and have a mental picture of all of those things that you were thinking about, worrying about, or sometimes even just write them down. Yeah. And in the good times we were thinking about, that's the way, that's like a time hack, right? <laughs> you can mm-hmm. prioritize things, but also in bad times, I think that's also helpful if you can have that visual of everything that's on your mind, that's um, really stressing you out and just pick out the one thing that you are able to deal with right now i think that would be kind of like all like if i feel like collectively if we can all project some level of calmness i think we'll all find a better way forward yeah i think that's really great advice um you know for me when this sort of escalated i was kind of like where how did we get to this point you know we were just mm-hmm. fine and going to work and everything was normal and we were planning vacations and you know working on our house and now it's like well, how did we get to this point you know but somebody told me let's reframe this situation you know and think about it like this you know we are mm-hmm. very blessed we have everything we need we have supplies we have you know our kids are safe you know, we have the, you know, we're able to work from home, which not everybody can. So Mm -hmm. that's like such a good thing. And so that's sort of what's a little bit of what's helped me get through this Mm -hmm. time. But we're just about out of time right now. Hoichin, thank you so much for being on and just being so open about this. And I know that for me, at least you've really brought some level of calmness about this. Um, So thank you. Well, thank you. I'm glad I was able to help.
if you yourself have a struggle and you'd wish to share your experiences and help others in similar situations, please feel free to reach out to me at transparencywithdianab at gmail.com. I'd like to thank you for listening to Transparency with Diana B. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe button below. This is Diana Britton reminding you that where there is healing, there is hope. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Transparency with Diana B. podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of wealthmanagement.com. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice. Always seek the advice of your healthcare provider with any questions you have regarding your particular situation.